Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned how to invest in mobile home parks. How do you go about finding these deals? How do you go about analyzing them? And how to find rent comps. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my personal opinion based on what I see and what I know about real estate investing on how you could potentially lose up to 50% of the value of your property in one downturn. Maybe we could lose more, maybe we could lose less than 50%, but I want to share with you some things that I see and that are not being talked about anywhere. I call this theory the quadruple whammy gone wrong. I should have a better name for it, but uh, this is what we're gonna call it for now. And before I go into these numbers, I want to share with you guys a few other things that I have seen and heard people talk about that are completely out of whack with reality. I was recently attending a commercial real estate event and I caught up with a friend of mine that does a lot of investments in multifamily properties. And the first thing that he said was that in the multifamily market in a particular city in Texas, there is so much competition for these properties that the sellers are requesting the deposits to be non-refundable from the get-go. This means that if something is wrong with the properties, uh, if the apartment units are not great, if the roof needs a complete revamp, or if something is incredibly wrong with the property, you're going to lose your entire deposit. Now, I clarified with him, well, what if the financials are wrong? Meaning, what if the seller said that they're making, let's say, a million dollars per year when they're actually making $500,000 per year in net operating income, that's the only time that they're going to get their deposit back. If anything else is wrong with the property and you don't want to purchase it anymore, the deposit is completely non-refundable. And this tells me that there is too much competition and people are just potentially blindly putting down deposits on properties that might not work out. Another thing that I learned separately from another investor is that a lot of operators are underwriting these deals with the best case scenario in mind. For example, they are looking at rent increases. They're taking into consideration a rent increase of 5% per year. When in reality, the average rent increase has been, let's say, 4%. And in the last downturn, rent increases stayed at either 0% or negative. 
This is a very important number if you are a passive investor investing with an operator that is not doing the right job on underwriting the deal. Another thing that these people are accounting for is basically no vacancy. For example, they're accounting for a 10% vacancy at the worst case scenario, when in the last downturn, there was 15, 20%, 25% in some properties. And this can also kill that deal because you need to pay loans, you need to pay property taxes, and you need to pay your investors if you are doing a syndication. Another thing that I have learned, and this I did not do the calculation to confirm. So I learned that if the cap rates increase, you must have an additional 20% increase in your net operating income per 1% increase in the cap rates. That means that let's say you bought a property at a 5% cap and now properties are selling at a 6% cap. You need to compensate for that 1% increase, which means your property value has decreased. You're going to need an additional 20% increase of your net operating income. This is a huge number, especially during a downturn. And lastly, this is an observation that I have been making. I am watching highly, highly, highly sophisticated investors. I'm not looking for people that have been doing this for the last five or eight years even because they have never been through a downturn. And the highly, highly, highly experienced investors that are incredibly successful, most of them are selling a lot of properties. And I heard that some of them do not care about paying the taxes because they're not purchasing another property and they're not doing the 1031 exchange because they know that we make money when we buy, not when we sell. So when things do change, they're going to have a lot of cash to buy properties at a steep discount. And this brings me to today's topic that I want to share with you in detail why According to my calculations, and I have passed this by a few investors, so we're just going to generalize on these numbers, you can potentially lose 50% of the value of your property in one downturn. So let's take an example of a commercial retail property that you purchased for $10 million at a 5% cap rate. This means that that property is currently making $500,000 in net operating income. Now, let's say, for example, that this property has 25,000 square feet. And this brings us to $400 per square foot on the purchase price, which is very reasonable in some places in California and other states. So you paid $400 per square foot. You have a $10 million property making 500K net operating income. In this great economy, the rents are higher. And let's be very basic here. Let's say you are getting $20 per square foot per year across the board on all of your 25,000 square feet of property. So on average, you're getting $20 per square foot per year. And your property is completely leased 
obviously, in a great economy, you are basically 100% leased. Number four on the quadruple whammy, the interest rates are low. When property prices are rising, that means that interest rates are decreasing and more people can buy more property. When interest rates are higher, you do not qualify for as big of a loan as when interest rates are low because you have a specific dollar amount to pay every month. Let's say when interest rates are at 6%, your interest-only mortgage payment on a $3 million loan is $180,000 per year. When interest rates are at 5%, Your interest-only payment on a $3 million loan is $150,000 per year. That's a $30,000 difference, which means that you need to have an increase on your net operating income of $30,000 per year in order to make that additional 1% payment. And in a downturn, This can be a bit challenging if everything is going down, if you have increased vacancy, etc. And that brings us full circle. When interest rates are low, you can buy more property, more people are buying properties, and naturally cap rates compress. They get smaller and smaller. So that's what brings us to the 5% cap rate that you bought this property for. Now let's say something pops in the economy. Here is what is going to happen to all these four bullet points that I just described. Number one, your rents are going to go down. So instead of renting it for $20 per square foot per year, let's say that about 25% of the property is now renting at $16 per square foot per year because some leases are going to be longer term. Therefore, 75% of your tenants are still going to be on the $20 per square foot per year lease. So let's say a quarter of these tenants now, we drop to $16 per square foot per year, just because people cannot afford the $20. And also your neighbors are charging $16. The total net operating income on that property is now $475,000. Again, this is if you are 100% leased. Okay, now vacancies are higher. You're going to get some vacancies in that property and it's going to take longer to get them filled. Let's be conservative and have a 15% vacancy rate. At that $475,000 that you are now making because you're charging a little bit less rent, you're now making $430,000 in net operating income. So now that your property just lost almost $100,000 in net operating income, unfortunately, everyone is selling because nobody can afford their mortgage because they bought at a super high price and they don't have enough rent to pay for the mortgage. So now cap rates are higher because it's a buyer's market. So let's say from a 5% cap rate, now the market is selling properties at an 8% cap rate. So that new $403,000 net operating income divided by 8% cap brings the value of your property to $5,000,037,000. You just lost $5,000,000 of property value. 
Let's just let that sink in for a bit. We have a 15% vacancy rate because everyone has a higher vacancy during a downturn. We have rents for a small part of the property that has decreased from $20 per square foot to $16 per square foot. So rents decreased, let's say 20% for a small part of the property. And cap rates are higher. Another thing that makes the cap rate go up is that interest rates go up. So as soon as the government starts increasing interest rates, which will inevitably happen, they can qualify for a smaller dollar amount because their mortgage is going to be more expensive because interest rates are higher. So at that point, everyone (laughs) is looking for a deal because they simply cannot afford as much property as they could before. So not only are interest rates higher, people can buy less property and less people can buy property. Now, what is the conclusion of this conversation? I just want you guys to be aware and make educated decisions based on what you learn and common sense. And I also want you to know the other side of the coin because we are not biased towards anything and I'm a firm believer of educating you on all pros and cons. The other side of the coin is, for example, one of my mentors had been predicting the downturn since 2016. And if he had not purchased properties since 2016, and I'll give you one example of a property that was a 20% cash on cash investment. So at a million dollar investment of your own money, there was $200,000 yearly revenue on that $1 million investment. If you or me or anyone else decide not to buy that property because we think something is about to happen, and that was back in 2016, we would have lost $600,000. So those are numbers that you should also take into consideration. The potential loss if the economy does end up taking a hit five years after you started predicting. There is an income that you are losing out on by not making investments. So that's another point that I want to make sure that we cover so you can see both sides of the coin and hopefully make an educated decision and also obviously make sure to underwrite your deal with lots of cushions for the future. I want to congratulate you for learning as much as you can. You guys come back every single week to learn more about commercial real estate investing and now is a great time to learn and gather as many skills as possible, as much knowledge as you can, because when something does happen, you are going to be an intelligent investor. You're going to be able to do the right due diligence. You're hopefully going to buy really good properties at a really good price. As a lot of people say, you make money when you buy, not when you sell. And One more thing that I want to leave you guys with, you need to follow the top, top, very successful investors. And they all say that you need to buy 
when nobody is buying and you need to sell when nobody is selling. A lot of loans out there are three, five-year terms and they're not going to be able to refinance these loans when they come due. They are not going to be able to refinance because the interest rates will be higher and their vacancy is going to be higher. The cap rates are going to be higher. So they are going to have to sell and potentially lose that property. But when the banks own the property, then have no mercy. Then more power to you. Just get a great deal. I learned that banks do have a certain time frame to get rid of these properties. And that is another reason why you should buy at the right time. I hope that you guys learned something from this episode. I have been talking with quite a few sophisticated investors about my theory of quadruple whammy gone wrong. And they all agree with me. However, they all also say that nobody's talking about this. You just need to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. It's not that complicated, but <laughs> unfortunately, common sense is not common. So I'm happy again that you are here learning as much as you can. If you know anyone who is interested in learning more about commercial real estate investing, make sure to share this podcast with them. And also make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter on the link under show notes. When you click that, you will see at the top of the page, subscribe. You just put your email there and you hit the subscribe button and we will eventually be sending a lot of really good content for you. And lastly, I would like to thank our last reviewer who is someone that I have not met yet or begged for a review. This is a review from Commander and Chief One, informative and insightful podcast. I listened to this podcast for the first time last week and have almost completed every available episode. I am professionally a commercial credit analyst and personally interested in commercial real estate investing. I have found this podcast to be incredibly helpful and insightful, both professionally and personally. The author does a fantastic job at holistically breaking down the process from beginning to end. This includes property selection, due diligence, best practices, and key performance indicators on both the investing and financing side. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to write this lovely review. I really, really, really appreciate it. I am so happy you guys are learning things and I will see you next time.